1: Welcome to the Cult and Collective Commentaries, featuring Dave A.C., The Sixth Doctor,
2: and Randall Thor. Good evening everybody and welcome to the Cult and Collective Commentaries. Yes, it's a lovely night. The mood is out. We're already We're gathered around our screens. Uh, well, uh, hang on. Uh, Mike, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good, 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 good. Mike's here, so I think we're all ready to get going. Uh, I'm just missing one podcaster.
3: I'm a podcaster, but probably not the one you are expecting. What the heck? It's Perry G.
1: Hello. And not Dave AC. Oh, Dave, you sound different. Yeah,
2: Dave <laughs> sounds, different. sounds a lot younger. <laughs> Not that that's difficult. (laughs) Yes, uh, Dave's gone into semi-retirement, I'm afraid, folks. Uh, Yes, the Zimmer frame is in the mail. We sent him a bottle of Grecian uh, 3000, 4000. I don't know how old he is. So, uh, yeah, um, Dave's taking the night off. So uh, we've tucked him into his little bed. We'll we'll say goodnight to him later. How's that sound, guys? Sure. Sounds good. Since Dave's gone, in order to uh, get this off on on the right foot... Um, I need you to uh, I need you guys to. I need you to consent to doing the podcast with me, yeah. but but it has to it has to be with love. I have the love to do this. Damn it! Oh, Barry's just started turning to dust. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Mike's running. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, no, no! Come back, come back. It's fine. We'll just we'll just get our official BBC copies ready and we can begin. Does that sound good, guys? Sure. Sounds good here. Yeah. All right. So if everybody is ready at home with their official BBC copy of the latest episode of Doctor Who, which is episode seven of season ten, permanent the end of the world. All right. So if everybody's ready, I shall count us all in. In five, four, three, two, one, play. Previously on Doctor Who. See, they moved the desk.
1: Now, we on a date. You see, I was Just, watching this, and I saw this and thought, wait, that didn't happen last week. What's going on? <laughs> but it is a neat way to change up the previously on segment. Right. And yeah. also, because this is their first, well, their second first date,
2: so now it's like, this is what happened in the the, the alternate uh, reality. This is what's ha- what happened now. You know, this is what their first date ended up like. So it's kind of cool. <laughs>
3: now these guys reminded me of the Pyroviles. Wow. Yeah,
2: bit of that and a bit of mummy on the train. Yeah, or mummy on the Orient Express.
1: And what's the reason for that, Ian? What's that? The reason that they remind you of the mummy from the mum- from that Orient Express episode? There's a reason for that. Well, maybe not exactly, but there's a- an actor in common. Oh, Tim. Yeah, the the actor who played the main speaking monk also played the foretold. I think it was from the Mummy on the Uh, Orient Express, and one of the main silence from
0: uh, Matt Smith
1: era. The BBC America or BBC Worldwide posted a video to YouTube with an interview with him. And
2: here comes UNIT. (laughs) This is well. Actually, it's not UNIT. It's not. Oh no, it's the UN. Well, first.
1: Which again, comparing this to the simulation, is it's, it's a it's a neat parallel in the, in the simulation, mm. the Pope and real world, the Secretary of the UN.
2: Now this confuses me. <laughs> but the interesting thing is in the alternate, the the, the fake reality. The president that was in dead in the White House, mm-hmm. in the Oval Office, was not Trump.
3: No. But, oh, so in reality, there's not such a thing as a Veritas. It was just in the simulation.
1: Right. No, as I... Did not see more than one or two episodes of series nine. Termezistan, just seemed nonsense to me, but apparently that was the one of the settings in the Zygon two-parter. Hmm. Where they had a yeah. the, They had a camp. That's uh, right. I wonder why it was familiar.
2: Now, uh, if the, uh, the gentleman on the screen at the moment, the Secretary General, looks familiar. He will, for those of you who watched uh Torchwood. He uh he was featured in the episode Cyberwoman. He was the Uh, the Doctor uh (laughs) Tenazaki. Oh that episode. Yeah, that was uh awesome I actually love that episode.
1: I hope that that I wonder if that short that person who wrote that will ever do anything for Doctor Who?
0: (laughs) And we're off.
2: Yes, he's also, um, ooh, I'm surprised we got him. He's, uh, gonna be in Star Wars The Last Jedi as a resistance bridge officer. Bridge officer, bridge officer. Uh, but he's also been in Thomas, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends as hero. Uh, Street Fighter, uh, Assassin's Fist, the Minion TV miniseries. Man, he's been in in Thomas Tank Engine and Friends
3: for a long time. I got a little bit worried when I saw him with the guitar doing the monologue thing.
1: Now, going on from our live show today, we're coming up on it really soon. There's a bit that Ian pointed out. Notice the editing. I hope it wasn't intentional. But coming up here in the next five or six seconds within the next 10 seconds there you go what tiny moment. billion tiny moments i hope oh. that wasn't intentional it just I, hit I, me right between the
2: eyes this, the first time i watched it i was just like hey that's not nice it just seemed really badly placed. I'm
3: just like, I, I think that was just coincidence.
2: Right. I know, but it's just like, they make,
3: they, they make no reference to her height for huh. the rest of the episode. But so I thought that was pretty good. But you think that um,
2: because they made no reference to her height. Yeah. Including the doctor, the doctor doesn't say anything. And, you know, if anyone's going to say something, you know, abrupt and uh, out of place, the doctor, mm-hmm. you would think they would have been a little more careful with their editing, you know, as far as overlaying that audio. I could just be being overly sensitive about it, but the thing is, okay. is it hit me the first watch. And yeah. if it, what, you know. But oh, regardless, yeah. Rachel Denning playing Erica Dunst. I just want to
1: mention this quickly because we won't see it again the rest of the episode. The Doctor's guitar. Something I haven't mentioned, but I read several weeks ago, is that the, that Capaldi designed that guitar, and his whole design idea for that was it was was a, it was a musical joke. It was designed the the idea was designed by a, by a person who's never seen a, a, a an electric guitar, trying to design one. And as Capaldi <laughs> said, it's a it's a great joke if you're into guitars. <laughs>
3: I don't know why the glasses can't pick up human
2: shapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they seem to give them a readout, but they uh, can make out shapes of walls and stuff like that. Why it can't do Yeah. It seems odd. But yeah, uh, Rachel Denning, um, yeah. who was playing Erica, has also been in uh, Call the Midwife. My lo- wife loves Call the Midwife. Um, she's also been in The Vote. And maybe I am being a little too sensitive, because she's also been uh, in a TV series called Life's Too Short.
0: Mm. So
1: this episode was co-written by Peter Harness and Stephen Moffat. Peter Harness is still somewhat new to Doctor Who. His first episode was Kill the Moon, series eight. And then he wrote the Zygon Two Parter, so this is his third episode. And the episode second episode he wrote both parts. Second part co wrote co written with Moffat. So his second time co writing an episode with Moffat. I may have said third when I meant fourth. Now,
2: uh, helping around the lab is uh, Tony Gardner, who's also been in the big Finnish audio, The Wrong Doctors. Uh, but the interesting thing is, uh, he's an actor and a doctor. Uh, he qualified as a doctor at uh, Glass Hospital in 1987. And then a general practitioner in uh, 1993, he's also been in Death and
1: Paradise, Tracy Ullman show. Ooh, Death and Paradise! Oh, that's a uh, that's interesting. Oh yeah, we're not going to yeah. Yeah, no, no, We're not bringing up Death and Paradise again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Law and Order UK, Lenny Henry show. But the interesting thing about the part that he's playing is that, of course, he wasn't the only person to audition for it. Toby Haydock actually auditioned for the part and didn't get it, unfortunately. Of course, because Tony's there. Sorry, Toby.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I did say on the live show, it should be like the Queen's Honours. You know, parts in Doctor Who can be given out. Hmm. It's just like for services to Doctor Who, we're awarding Toby a
0: Park.
3: Oh yeah, I like this line. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love the way he delivers it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it's just some of the things that he does that are just uh, awesome. You know, actually I. like Funny thing yeah. is, I was watching. Uh, I watched an old episode, which uh, uh, it's not an attack of Moffat, but it's just a thing I've noticed is I've rewatched less episodes of New Who since Moffat took over
0: mm-hmm.
2: than I have of our, the RTD era. And back when we were doing the when we were doing the RTD era, we weren't really doing these commentaries. We went back later on and did them, and kind of caught up. But it wasn't a thing. We weren't, you know, doing them as they came out. But, uh, I, I, as I was saying, I was watching an episode and from when he first, you know, generated, I didn't realize how big his hair has gotten. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: (laughs) But I like it. Because his hair was so short when he started. It's like, wow.
1: Yeah, I saw a screenshot earlier today from the Listen episode, one of the Mm. promotional images. And his hair, you're right, his hair is just really short back in Series 8. So, on on the live show today, I was mentioning, making a joke about Stargate references, uh, Mm. pyramid spaceships. I'm looking at a list of critics reviews on the on the Wikipedia page for this, and the reviewer from the Daily Mail, the Daily Mirror, who reviewed this, mm. named Daniel Jackson. <laughs> I'm not even joking.
0: <laughs> ah, that's funny.
2: <laughs> I was rather go. I was rather impressed with myself on this one, Perry. Oh, really? Because before they mentioned the Doomsday Clock, I went <gasps> Doomsday uh, Clock.
1: Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Okay. Explain to me. How wristwatches and wall lock clocks <laughs> and know. anything not connected to the internet yeah. or internet of things yeah. is affected. Yeah.
3: yeah. Maybe they're still in the simulation. I don't
2: know. That was the other thing. That was what I was going to mention on the live show today. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if they flip this on us again and say, eh, still a the doctor's still in the simulation, you know. Yeah, it would be kind of stupid but you know, what if
1: it would well, explain the whole emailing thing because that still doesn't make sense to me how he was able to, simulation doctor was able to email out I mean maybe I could understand it with some hacking but even then it's a stress uh-huh. right. That's
2: coffee time so
3: no, it does say 11 times.
2: 11.89 yeah but the effect on it doesn't
3: it, i had to. he puts 10 times too much of it
2: in. i know but i had to watch it again to f- see what he did because they they were all blurry and I was like yeah. what and then i didn't see what he punched in you know because i was like yeah. trying to figure out what like, what 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 we're we supposed to be you know I
3: don't know yeah i didn't catch it the first time no. until erica says it
2: Right. It's Andrew Byron playing, playing Elia. And, uh, according to him, they get him in because when they need Russians, <laughs> because they can do it well. <laughs> but, uh, Andrew has, uh, Been in uh, War Machine. I just saw that on uh, Netflix. Sorry. Well, I watched it on that, but I saw it like up on my list.
1: Oh, the Doctor Who Will and Hartnell story. Okay. Uh wow, know. Know. that's
2: a. Deck <laughs> uh, Ryan Shadow Recruit. Uh, the video game Battlefield Four. Waking the Dead. Lord of the UK. Silent Witness. Twenty-eight weeks later. this but i didn't understand this is it because he's blind he's making this fresh decision i don't
1: so dave and i were talking on the live show today about the the actual doomsday clock what is it actually set at right now and it's currently as far as i can tell currently set at two and a half minutes to midnight first it was adjusted earlier this year first time ever that it had a fraction of a minute attached hmm. and the closest to midnight since 1953
2: playing shaolin um uh... A Chinese delegate, should we say, Chinese soldier? Is uh Daphne Chung. Who's just completed work on a short called A Float Adrift? It's also been in uh New Tricks Walk Psychoville. Spirit Warriors Ooh, Dave, Highlander the Raven. Wow, she's been Baywatch! And, uh, let's see. Oh, she was in Pompey do, Which, um, stars, um, oh, I forgot his name now. <laughs> let's go back to my list. Uh, stars Matt Lucas, who plays Nerdol. Um, but yes, she's also been in an episode of Casualty! 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 Get it in there.
3: Oh, we should really turn that into some kind of drinking game.
2: I know. There are some episodes that you get really drunk. Yeah.
3: That's the point. Oh yeah, true.
2: This I didn't understand. Why did they need to keep like teleporting into the plane? Yeah. In order to bring it down with their the ray, their beam. What kind of beam would you call that, Perry, since you work at NASA?
3: Um, I think I would call it a ray beam. A ray beam? Okay. Thank you for the technical expertise that technical
2: you bring to the scientific show.
1: scientific
0: term. <laughs> yep. A beam of...
3: Of ludicrous force.
1: That's what it
0: is.
1: (laughs) Film editor for this episode. I'll go ahead and mention him because this is the uh, one of only two episodes that he's done for Doctor Who. The last episode was, well, previous episode, Extremis. He's also been film editor for other such shows as Gretchester, Paranoid, Dickensian, Suspects, Dracula, Whitechapel, Lip Service, Crash, The Bill, Holby City, Trinity, City Lights, and going all the way back to 1990, 1983 with The Planets TV movie documentary. Wow.
2: So is your lab like that, Dan Perry? You get to drink coffee in there and Bring it a um, square full of food? Or...
3: For, the record, a... I'll, for the record, I'll say no. <laughs> off the <laughs> record, have not. you ever taken a kip under your desk? <laughs> <We're not. laughs> off, off the record, nobody else is going to hear this?
2: Nobody, nobody at all. Nobody listens to no, this show. Well,
3: sure, sure then.
2: <laughs> Especially since Dave's on it. Yeah.
1: So where did everyone else in the lab go?
0: Yeah, yeah I know. they were
1: these only... They're the only yeah. people there. But, uh,
0: yeah,
2: I'm not mentioning the American last for any particular reason, just got to him last. But playing, uh, Colonel Don Brabbit is Evan Young, who has been, uh, in Doctor Strange. He was Dr. Weiss, Doctor Strange, with my wife's boyfriend. Uh, the Fifth Estate. Company of Heroes 2, the video game, The Jury, and Moonshot. Flying on
3: <laughs> That was a good line, too.
1: Uh-huh. This episode is just flying by. We're coming up right now in 20 minutes, 25 seconds now.
3: Yep. Yeah, she says, well, What if it kills us? And he says, Well,. You could say that about a lot of
0: things. (laughs) I wonder
2: what the creative reasoning for Uh uh, them talking like that is. Uh Uh-huh. You know, where their lips aren't in sync with, you know...
3: Well, I, well, yeah. well, my interpretation is it's is telepathic. But, I mean, they say, you know, that they just take this form to right. look like you, to look like
1: humans. And I'll go ahead and give some overnight viewing figures because certain, certain someone isn't here. This episode aired... This past Saturday night, 4.01 million viewers, 20.4% audience share, and an AI of, well, I had that number, but it's gone now. But yeah, yeah, 4.01 million viewers. These are all unofficial numbers. We're only, we're we're just over 20, between 24 and 36 hours after, Mm -hmm. so those will be adjusted Currently, thirty-first for the week. Final figures should be available in eight days.
0: Hmm. These are hey, what? these
2: right.
3: are the real, not fake. Predictions for your future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, why would we lie? Yeah.
2: Nice threads, man.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, it's time to say that one.
3: That one's good.
2: See, Dave would just roll his eyes at and...
1: So someone on the live show today mentioned how those look similar to the, uh, or at least the idea of the visual, was similar to the Doctor's corpse or whatever?
0: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah
1: i'm looking at that now i'm also reminded going even further back 10 years almost at least over 10 years to chris Huckelson's series the uh end of that series that one character who is wired into the 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 frame the computer
3: right yeah. yeah i was i was thinking um part of the tardis hmm. uh, yeah, i don't remember the name of the episode but where these guys go in trying to salvage bits of the TARDIS and.
1: Journey
3: There's to the this. center of the TARDIS. Yes, that's yeah. the one. I mean, I, I when there, when um, Bill was talking about the pyramid being a spaceship disguised as a pyramid, I was immediately jumped to ooh, TARDIS. But mm. I thought she'd make a reference to the TARDIS or something. Yeah,
2: uh, here's one that can obvious, actually
3: do it or something, you know? Right. I thought that,
2: it, that would have been a really good area. for I don't know if maybe it just wasn't. It would have kind of. Uh, messed with the tension that they were trying to build, but yeah. it would have been a really good place for her to make that gag jokes. Like, you yeah. know, at least it can blend in with its surroundings, you know. Yeah, a
3: little nudge or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to bring back a cyberwoman.
3: I have a charger right in my pocket. Here we go. <laughs> Your phone, phone battery low. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to, leads to hate, hate, hate leads, to, leads to, suffering. to suffering.
2: My question is, the thing that keeps it popping into my head and then popping out immediately every time I get a grasp at it, is by being able to monitor all of this, are they interfering
0: or sure. are they just watching?
2: Yeah. Like oh, I, even like by they,
3: watching, you interfere, yeah.
2: But I mean, like the glass is getting smashed. Are they? I mean, they were able to fix the doctor's sight without, like, even being there. So, spoilers for the end, folks. <laughs> um, but so, what else are they able to do? You know.
3: Well, that's what makes me think maybe they're still in a simulation. That mm. it's just.
2: I thought a creature was going to go.
3: <laughs> but no, they just went soggy. Maybe the monks aren't even like that in real, real life. You know, and this is just a simulation version that makes themselves look creepy and powerful.
1: You know, I never saw really it just in the really just a
3: couple of Really just a couple of fat guys in a room, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think I saw the name Christopher Nolan in the writing credits, though.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: okay, this dude doing something very wrong right there.
0: Yeah, it's like what the
2: hell? How hungover are you, man? Left all the doors open. You didn't like you. You put that stuff in the beaker. And you didn't put a lid on it. Nothing. You just Can anybody see that off?
3: movie? Can anybody see that movie Life? No. With uh, oh, well, I didn't no see spoilers. it, here, but from what I hear, it's basically the same thing.
0: Mm.
2: There's a UN commander that I missed earlier. I believe he was the one who was talking on the radio, telling them that the pyramid was there, and that, uh, played by, uh, Mr. Nigel Hastings. And Mr. Hastings has also been in the Big Finish Audio, uh, Creatures of Beauty, Miss Queen, Uh, but he's also been in, uh, The bathroom. Not out uh, my bathroom. Just, like, it's called... It, yeah, it's called the bathroom. P blinders. Uh, the shadow line. Doctors. The bill. Oh, Rosemary in time, A Touch of Frost. EastEnders. And he played Mr. Saunders in the episode It's, it's Good to Talk and Casualty!
0: Casualty? A drink. Oh, drink.
2: Yeah, Dave has to drink a whole bottle of wine when we do this, which explains an awful lot. Oh, he's also in four weddings and a
3: funeral. I like that movie. So they're breaking all kinds of uh, quarantine protocols right there. By the way, mm-hmm.
0: I think
2: this is why Dave suggested you should come on this one, <laughs> just because you'd be sitting there going disk, disk,
3: disk. They've said, "Ooh, a microscope.
1: Let's get camera." All right. So right here, in this moment of the episode. At least I think it... Yeah, there's a, a bit of dialogue cut for the BBC transmission out of respect for the uh, victims, or the, the the family, the family, everyone, everyone involved, uh, survivors of the Manchester bombing. The, the original dialogue for this has... The doctor is asking for possible causes. Bill suggests a terrorist attack, and the doctor... Pat- no- Passes that aside, and then it cuts to Nardole mentioning bacteria. That version, the, the version with the dialogue, still exists on Amazon, and if you watch that version, you'll see, you'll hear that dialogue. But not the BBC version.
3: <laughs> so, so when he's going, so not to uh, make light of anything, but when when he's going and and touching all the the screens and uploading the the data, you know, I'm just thinking to myself. Yes, but these are all just monitors <laughs> Don't
0: yeah. worry about it <laughs> yeah. I, you know, just I didn't touch the
3: actual computers <laughs> This is just television uh, I like the, mu- the music in the background there mm. A little bit of uh, I am the doctor Yeah, Douglas did not follow safety procedures. Safety people where I work would be very unhappy. (laughs)
2: Here. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I have a can of uh, Miller High Life, the champagne of beers.
0: Ugh.
3: What? I have so what? a bottle of Smutty Nose Old Brown Dog. Thank you very much. American Brown Ale. There you go.
2: Sorry, I go with cheap beer.
3: <laughs> <But>
2: expensive cider. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, there are these.
2: Or like uh um what's it called yeah. now?
1: Name but terrible. Oh, eight too many. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And before we started this, somebody said, oh, we just talk all over the top of these things. You no, know, you're never <laughs> going to hear the dialogue. Well, that was and like
3: here drugs. we are watching. I was just thinking, what good is it to be the president of Earth if you uh, can't command the military? Uh, I know. Three, three <laughs> it's just like, the hell with you.
2: Mind you, if you look at the situation in America at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, we're not going to get political
3: on this show. Do not do that. I mean, the Doctor thought it would be so much easier. Anyway,
2: that's... It, 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 It does raise a good point, though, because the whole reason for having the Doctor is because he would make the hard decisions like this. And here, this episode just undermines the entire thing. Yeah, you know, because you know they, when they brought him in last time, it's like, oh, we're making you, we make you president of the Earth when there's a catastrophe like this, because uh, I can't remember all the reasons. It's like because basically he doesn't have a stake, but he's an expert on this stuff, and you know, you know
1: he's not human. He's not of Earth, earth. right? And, and to remind not, viewers yep. of continuity that would, the doctor is made president of Earth by UNIT in uh, or UN rather in. Death in Heaven, I think it was, at the end of C- Series mm-hmm.
2: 8. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The thing is, is they just undermine the whole reasoning for that in this episode, by the the three of those soldiers just marching in there and just saying, well, the heck with him. He doesn't know what he's talking
3: about.
2: He done screwed up, Heidi.
3: Another speculation is, once he knows which lab it is, why can't he go Back in time a few hours or something like that. I know that you could ask this all the time, and oh yeah. Um, but maybe if he's part of events or something. He can't do it, but.
1: But then again, in asking that part of events question, what about the monks?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: goes back to what we were talking about before.
2: I must admit. Matt Lucas has not been as annoying as I would thought he would be. No, he's have, been great. They have done well. He's done, and and they have done with his character.
1: So really good job. The thing. Going on from last week, how I mentioned that my mom was a huge fan of this character? Mm-hmm. She, like me, cannot stand River Song. hates the character. <laughs> and her reaction to I thought she would. So I was curious how how she'd react to Nardole after learning about his connection to River in last week's episode. Her reaction was, "I love him even more because of that."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: that line. Yeah, that's I, good. Easy I to mistake. I use it for a yeah. lot. I use it when a lot of people say, "Oh God," um, I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> Cut your lungs. To- <laughs> yeah, I still don't know what he is. No.
1: I at this point I don't I, think there's a clear definition in the writer's bible or whatever for what, who or what he is.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm like, is this deliberate? Is you know, are they being deliberately vague, or is it just you know a lack and see, of continuity?
1: The, so there's a bit earlier about misdirection. Here is where I think another bit of misdirection is coming from, and I don't. Know exactly what's going on with it because, as Darth was mentioning, wouldn't the TARDIS be able to deal with, with yeah. pathogens or bacteria like that? Yeah. then I don't know.
3: Well, if maybe... he got it in himself before he walked in, yeah, yeah. I imagine the TARDIS can like filter them out, yeah. yeah, but I don't think I can cure him, you know.
1: Which I was thinking that maybe part of the misdirection here would be oh, we're not the, the lab itself is not the threat, the TARDIS suddenly becomes the threat. But oh was, yeah, me
3: too. Me too. Yeah.
1: But the thing the tar- is he- that
3: the TARDIS is actually going to spread the disease through the whole planet. That was what I was thinking. You know, he'll take the TARDIS back to the base, and then the disease will spread from there.
2: But the thing is, is when the Doctor goes to blow up the lab, the Doomsday Clock winds back. Yeah, yeah, A yeah. Nice
1: yeah. Apple keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, because I thought that would be.
3: I don't know if it'd be clever or corny, but if the if the TARDIS was really the thing that was going to spread the disease, and the monks had predicted that from the beginning,
2: but they also seem to be surprised when he comes up with the solution and oh, just a good line too. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like I like when he's going stupid, stupid. Okay, here we go. Those are some wires. Grabs a thermos. The next thing he grabs. Very common laboratory item. It's a it's a capacitance manometer. Oh, it's even got a KF fitting on the end. Okay. <laughs> it's a pressure gauge.
2: <laughs> That's the only reason why we've got him on, folks. Hooray! The only reason why we got him here. <laughs> Spare no expense. Go parry in for that. All right, you can go home now. Thanks. Go make some fries or something.
3: Sorry, I just, I just had some terrible, terrible thoughts there. Come on, share with the rest of the class. I
2: don't know how to say it without
3: being sensitive. You know, it's like teenagers looking to, uh, looking to have, you know, to have uh, sex, and uh, I, I need consent. <laughs> I don't have consent. I need love. <laughs>
2: Must say that this episode actually kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time. But the big problem mm-hmm. I have with it is it didn't do anything. Uh-huh. Everything that happens in this happen happens very
1: quickly. It doesn't really do anything, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if you look where the plot is at the be- at the end compared to where we are at the beginning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's been but, accomplished?
2: That, 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 I mean. That's the downside, but the upside is, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Like, what is going on here? You know, as far as a lead in to, to uh, you know, for a two-parter, or the middle of a three-parter, you could say.
3: I, I was that's, a little, a, was a little progress in the episode. I mean, the doctor's blindness was cured, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's <True. funny. laughs>
1: The Doctor's blindness is, is cured, assuming this is not yeah. just a simulation like we're...
3: Oh, well, maybe the whole season has been a simulation.
2: <sighs> There's actually a line in the trailer for next week, which I don't even know if I can talk about, that, that has me curious. Uh-huh.
0: Some people there, have noticed
1: how certain characters move around and comparing that how they sort of look and speak and certain dialogue and thinking in terms of the villain and the last two-parter and thinking this is not just one long game mm. of course I'm being vague because of spoilers and I right. don't look for spoilers so I don't know uh. only thing I know is who the vil- who what who's going to be in the final two-parter but let's not go there See again doors open doors open everywhere. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the airlocks are open.
2: But he wants to leave that open because the it, the contagion's gone through to there. Right? Apparently. I don't
3: know. I suppose.
2: See whatever he's done is by well, my clock so uh,
1: So the doomsday clock is going backwards. Apparently, he's, the doctor saved the day. So
2: right, that's what confuses me. It's like, yeah.
3: uh,
1: uh, and then this is what really got me. Yeah, uh, the lock. Yeah, Who I bet. You, I uses... bet Nash is
2: full of combination locks, right, Barry? Oh sure. Who uses all locks gone. like that? That's That's where they saved money for the lab. We just went with combination (laughs) locks
1: instead. Just looking at how it functions, just the spinning gears. I would say, why don't the glasses pick up the texture of the numbers? But then from our brief shot of it, I think the number, I think it's just a flat surface. So, right. They're not raised or anything. Well, maybe they are. I don't know. Can't tell. But still, it's a convenient. Convenient malfunction. Uh, function. I hope my oh, doll forgot... hasn't been killed here.
3: I forgot to ask earlier. No, he's still breathing. True. But um, why, why did yet. why did the TARDIS sound you know like it was having trouble leaving?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. Realize the pathogen there, the bacteria was yeah. there. Didn't. Yeah. And his glasses can't do video chat. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they can email out of a virtual reality environment, but they can't (laughs) do video chat. (laughs) Can't Skype with him.
1: And right here is where the doctor should, should have mentioned... Well, not don't don't worry. I can do space magic and change my form upon dying. Uh, yeah. I'll be okay. I'll be just fine. I'll look and sound different.
2: But I mean, I know he's done it a lot of times, but I don't know if if regeneration's ever a sure thing, you know?
1: Yeah. That's that's another thing I was thinking about. Was it, it, it's it, it's a TV show? It's, it's it's at the writer's decision, at the writer oh, yeah. writer's whim. The, the rules of that, but uh, could, would would he be able to regenerate after an explosion or not?
2: Right. Well, I mean, like, um, was it uh, in the caves of Andrizzani. uh He he says to Perry, "I might regenerate. I don't know. It feels different this time. You know. So I always get the feeling it's it's. It all depends on the death, I guess. I mean, if he gets... I mean, if the explosion, like, blows him to bits, you know, can you come back from that? What what bit needs to survive for, you know, full-body re- regeneration, you know? Does the head need to survive? Does the, you know... Hearts? I think his hands need to survive, because... Whenever he regenerates, it always starts there. <laughs> have you noticed that? The hands glow first. This must be where the regeneration cells are. In
1: his hands. At least with the modern series, yeah. Ah. Eccleston, Tennant, even Smith into Capaldi.
2: That's one thing that I guess has bugged me, is is making the regenerations the same.
1: I, I can understand it for the modern era. Russell, right. T- Russell and Steven both wanting to have a, a unified... Appearance because the classic yeah. series didn't. Yeah, well, that's why I kind of like this.
2: You, you know, it was different every time for every doctor. It's like, I don't know. I kind of like that.
0: And, there and we, we told the end of it. Us. You sure did.
2: Now, now, I won't mention it to our audience, but I'll bring it up to you guys since you guys are going to be watching this. Is the because uh, you know. We're going to see the next time trailer.
3: Oh, I forgot to watch this earlier. Oh, okay. This will be fun.
2: There. That. The monks were here, and her next line is... They've always been here.
0: Oh, you weren't
2: supposed to say it out loud. Oh. (laughs) I've been avoiding saying it out loud, you... She knowledge. just said it. I know, but people might not be listening to this because we're talking about the. Anyway. Oh, he's got that coat on again.
3: Oh, you mean they're listening to our voices, but not to the thing? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, what, forget what I said. That's okay.
2: And uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The works at NASA, folks.
3: <laughs> yes, where we explain things before we do them. <laughs> Uh, dear. <clears throat> uh, and we all have right. practice and all sorts of
2: things. Yeah. Yeah, not is, the yes. podcaster we were expecting. <clears throat> <laughs> so, don't not the, do. <laughs> so we'll let the podcaster we weren't expecting go first with their wrap-up. I don't know.
3: I forgot about this bit. <laughs> I have to remember what I watched. Um yeah, I thought this was okay. I I mean, um I had a good time watching it. I'm not like Mike said, I'm not exactly sure what was accomplished. Um I you know, it's really all just a setup for next week, I guess. Um I liked the doctor in this episode. I think uh Capaldi is just proving week after week that uh you know, he really is the doctor this, this season. And uh, so it's a shame. Um, and Bill, you know, I, re- I really, like Bill. I, I think I liked her more in this episode than in the last uh, one or two. She's uh, fun to watch. She has fun facial expressions. She does a really wide eyed expression really well. <laughs> um, let's see. What else did I like about this one? Um, uh, Nardole is, it was as good as always. Um, I don't know, not so thrilled with the monks, really. Um, as I've said, I think there's still something else going on, um, that we don't know about. Uh, maybe still in the simulation, I don't know. I'm usually disappointed when I think that. I said the same thing about the Matrix. <laughs> Uh, when, when in the you know in the sequel movies to the matrix i thought for sure in the third movie that they were gonna they were gonna still be inside a, another matrix you know like there was a bigger matrix <laughs> you know and the one they were they were in and got out of was actually part of a bigger matrix you know that they were still in
2: what is that? Isn't that inception
3: that well inception came much later right yeah. but uh and they knew it. <laughs> they knew it in Inception. Uh, but anyway, so so again, I think that is possible, but unlikely. Um, knowing Moffat, you know, it could be they've been in a simulation all season, right? <laughs> and we find out you know later. Um, he, he likes to do things like that and reset the universe and all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike's still here. You know, we want to <laughs> yeah. keep him here until the end of the season. i want to drive Mike away. Yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping that won't happen, but, uh, but who knows? Uh, it could happen. Let's see. Uh, what else? Yeah. The, the la- Erica, I liked a lot. Um, I think she'll be very interesting. Hopefully she's in the next episode and, uh, uh, let's see. It doesn't become the green goo on the floor.
0: Um,
3: yeah, I don't know. I'd be curious to see the explanation for how he gets his eyesight back and whether that's, you know, permanent or, or what's going on with the monks, I guess is my big thing. So, I'll, I'll leave it there. It's just short. It was, an, it was a good episode. Um, uh, and there were some, there were some good one, li- some good lines in there that I, that I really enjoyed and uh i'm just looking forward to next
2: week Alrighty. um so i, I mike i don't know what we're going to do with the 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 extra like 20 minutes that we've got no, and they not being here but uh <laughs> try and try and fill as much as you can tap dance if you have to tell jokes whatever so mike you're up next
1: all right so for my review here let's go back in time to 2010 Steven Moffat has just taken over Doctor Who Matt Smith is playing the doctor and it's a whole new era of Doctor Who we don't know what to expect we we have a showrunner who's written one story per series of Doctor Who but we don't know how he'll, how he'll run a show um series 9 or sorry series 5 was just it, it was full of surprises we didn't know where where it would go that uh, it was it was that series was exciting and then it came to an end and its ending was kind of underwhelming just a big reset and then, series 10, I keep going, saying wrong numbers, series 6 had started off with this whole Lake Silencio thing, this impossible astronaut. And, well, okay, we'll give him off, give him off it another try. Maybe he'll come up with something good, this series. But, given that the whole thing was based on the doctor dying, well, we know the doctor isn't gonna stay dead, so that's gonna be resolved. So there was no real tension there. And it, eh. Kind of, it was just another step for me to, towards the towards the point of uh, I'm not really that impressed with Stephen Moffat. So Matt, Matt Smith's final series came the in in two parts, part series the, the the first part and the second half, which were completely shown at different times of the year. The the Ponds returning for the first half and then going on to this Clara character. And by the time it, I. Didn't want, didn't really care for the Ponds returning, and this new companion, this impossible girl, I all immediately wasn't impressed with. That was at the point where, ugh, Moffat, he was better as as a guest writer on someone else's show, and Series Eight, P- Peter Capaldi coming into the show, maybe he'll, maybe he'll be, he'll revive the show, make make it good again. But the show was all about Clara, and Series Nine was definitely, definitely all about Clara, and especially the the, the Doctor. That whole Doctor trilogy, kind of one point there was making the Doctor redundant and unnecessary and unimportant in his own show. Clara is who the show is all about, because Clara is responsible for all the victory. so the Doctor is just extra and unnecessary. And at that point, I decided, you know what, I'm done with Moffat. He can't write Doctor Who. He can't, he can't write good Doctor Who. He can't write Doctor Who that's worth watching. Series 10! moffat's last series suddenly and suddenly a brand new stephen moffat has come into the show the same stephen moffat that wrote an episode for this latest series of sherlock which was a great episode the best episode of that series and we have a great stephen moffat can actually write doctor who but he's he's waited seven years and so many series to actually start writing good doctor who that it's kind of like well why'd you wait this long and so last week's episode, it was it was an interesting start to a to a, trilo- to, to a trilogy. Um, in, in retrospect, there, it had some good ideas. This whole simulation thing, and the, this alien, these aliens using that as a way of monitoring Earth and planning an invasion. I was interested to see where this goes. And I uh, going into it, I knew it was going to be a two, a, a three parter. And here's my thing with trilogies. Second parts are usually the weakest. As for, <laughs> with most trilogies I've seen or seen or read, <clears throat> Lord of the Rings, <clears throat> um, this, this, the middle part is usually the weakest. Um, this was this 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 proved that the second part kind of nothing nothing really went anywhere. The Doctor got his vision back, but uh, that was kind of a thing that could have been resolved in just a few moments, and was resolved in a quick few moments at the end of the episode. Uh, everything on this else in this episode said it giving us some more story to the to the monks. Uh we'll see where that goes next episode. But again, we're, we, I, I I I can't fairly review this episode because it's not concluded. The story's not concluded. It's it's we still have another whole episode to go. And given the the trailer it looks like it's going to be an interesting episode it's it's proving the point with at least with moffat two-parters you can't predict how they'll go because that's a thing that i've noticed is that moffat two-parters you can't predict based on the first episode where they'll go because he likes to flip the switch and go a completely different direction for instance the silence in the library force of the the dead two-parter that second part just started off immediately in in a completely different direction from what we what we were established what we were were given in the first episode, and here, I don't know where it's gonna go, but I, I can say that Moffat has been giving us some good Doctor Who lately, now that we have terribly written companions out of the way, and actually have a good companion, for once, in the Moffat era, um, but this episode, just tons of plot holes all over the place, I, I still stand by a lot of what I said in the in the live show today, just all of the... what. What are what are safety and security protocols and, and, and labs? They don't exist apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that, things like the the watches and stuff that kind of bug me still. That 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 really stuck out at me. Like how did they switch those those the, the wall clocks and wristwatches? But not not a lot of story. I I say, but there I've seen. I have some friends who have who. who not based on spoilers, anything they've, they've read, but are just based looking at th- certain things that have been happening, certain dialogue in this episode, and coming up with ideas of, well, maybe there's actually a longer story, a, lo- a longer game going on than just this three-parter, and it's all leading up to the finale uh, for this series. So, again, it's, it's it's that part where plot threads in in motion, but I don't know where they're going because we still have the the vault from last week, which was never. Actually addressed. The vault was never actually opened. We never saw who was in the vault. Maybe we will next week. uh Maybe that plot thread. But it's just we it's just, yeah. have see this whole thing with this new series being a Doctor Who series stripped back to basics, and we have all these plot threads building up over the episodes to an overall story arc. It's it's neat that Moffat is attempting this in his in his final series and again it's all about the payoff and now we're in the back half of the series and knowing how Moffat is with resolutions he he isn't good at it at all he's that's not his Moffat doesn't resolve stories that's not his thing I'm kind of worried about how this is all going to play out but um first half of the series was good now I'm just worried about the last half because this episode did not fill me with confidence so we'll see where next week's episode goes Alrighty. Thank you, sir. Yeah, um, I
2: kind of kind of agree uh, with with Michael on this, because you know, um, you know, if history has shown us anything, you know, uh, resolutions have not been good in the Moffat era. Um, well, for us anyway. I mean, I don't speak for everybody, uh, just for ourselves. Um, but uh, yeah. It's, I, I, do have hope though, because this season has given that to me and I think it's given it to Mike as well. I mean, it's shown by the fact that he's here and we're halfway through, um, and he's still here. Um, we'll see if that changes next week. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting episode. And like I said, it kept me on the edge of my seat and, and I did enjoy it. But, you know, when you sit there at the end and you think what happened in the episode, it's like if somebody says, oh, what happened on Doctor Who this week? You're like, well, there was a contagion, but the Doctor stopped it. That's what happened. <laughs> All the rest was kind of a lot of talking and stuff. But the talking was good. Um, a, a lot of good one-liners and, and some good comedy in there and some some interesting stuff. Um And yeah, it kept me engaged the whole time, but it's just the aftermath where you're like,
0: huh.
2: but I think that will hopefully and probably improve next week. And then what you'll be left with is a, is really a three part story, a mini little mini movie. Um, we just basically watch this whole level together, kind of like we had with, um, uh, what was it, Utopia and, For what the last two after that were. But yeah, that's
1: the sound of drums and the last of of the time lords.
2: That's the one. Yeah, because those three, those, all those three kind of run in together. You can't really, you can't really eliminate Utopia from that. Um, I mean, you've got the, the previous lease, but you know, to enjoy the entire story, you've really got to include Utopia in that whole thing. Um, and I think that's what we're getting here. It's just a matter of, of whether the payoff is is going to be any good, and uh, um, I'd like it to be clever, um, but not over, but not too clever for its own good. You know. I'd like to be Oh, you know that's what was really going on, or you know oh, that's that's how he's going to defeat them, or. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, we've got some screenshots that are floating around out there um, of things that. Might happen in this episode and, uh, things that we've seen in the, the the next time trailer, which lead me to believe that it might be a simulation. Who knows? You know, maybe the simulation continues. They want to know what would happen if, you know, this, a situation like this happened, you know, um, what would be the outcome? We could just be watching a simulation still, which, I wouldn't be opposed to it necessarily, cause it would be interesting, yeah, cause, it, you know, just, it would flip the whole story on its head and, and, you know, not that, not that I, I don't want to call anybody stupid, but there are people out there who are probably, you know, not thinking of that. Um, because everybody watches TV in, in their own way. Um, I don't want to, you know. Like I said, I don't want to call anybody stupid, but you know, people, only
3: if, only if they work for NASA.
2: Only if they work for NASA, they <laughs> make the fries. Um, but you know, people people have the ability to sit there and just kind of enjoy and take it in for what it is um, as fans. You know, being a fan, I don't know necessarily sometimes what that's like to be able to just you know shut off and, and not sit there and overanalyze things. You know, there's a there's a you know danger in that you know where we sit there and we you know for the next week you know figure out try and figure out what's going on but the regular viewers are sitting there going that was a really good episode enjoyed that I wait till next week and then they go about their lives I don't know what that's like (laughs) but yeah so hoping for a a nifty resolution Um, enjoyed kind of being captivated by this episode and uh, yeah roll on next week and uh
0: yeah,
2: roll on. Maybe Dave returning next week. We shall see. So that that, that wraps it up for us, doesn't it, guys? I think so.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, since we're at the end of the episode, there's only one thing left to do. You know what that is, Perry? Don't you? I I think I do. Yep. All right. On the count of three. One, two, three. Wait,
3: wait. Three. On three, or or <laughs> one, two, three, and then. And One, after two, that. three,
2: then go. Okay. okay. Yep, yep, yep. It works for NASA folks. One, two, three. Good, Good night. night, Dave.
1: I guess I consent to Dave returning next week.
2: Is it with love?
1: <laughs> we could <can> say that. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire.
0: Huh?
3: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.